0: On this week's episode of the 1086-108 podcast, we recognize National Missing Children's Day as well as look at the numerous number of losses of officers in the line of duty in recent weeks. All that and more right here in the 1086-108 podcast. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the 1086-108 Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Lee Alexander.
1: And I'm Matt Taylor. We're
0: going to talk about National Missing Children's Day, which just occurred on May 25th. President Reagan proclaimed May 25th, 1983, in memory of Eaton Potts, a six-year-old boy who disappeared from a New York City street on May 25th, 1979. Each year, the Department of Justice commemorates Missing Children's Day by honoring the heroic and exemplary efforts of agencies, organizations, and individuals to protect children. So we've got some statistics we're going to share with you that are uh, pretty eye-opening, I think. Oh, yeah. uh, When we look at the sheer volume of individuals or children that go missing each year and and who's responsible for it. Um, The numbers we have from the FBI show that uh, approximately 460,000 kids go missing Each year. That's crazy. That's staggering. That comes out to about 2,300
1: a day. Well, so what does that say?
0: And uh, you had some statistics on when they, the times that these, especially the abduction side of things, because these numbers share both abduction and missing kids.
1: Mm -hmm. So um, in researching some of this, we found out that 2,300 children are reported missing daily in the United States. In 2020, almost 400 thousand youths were abducted in the United States. That's, That's a, a huge lot, number. Man. I can't
0: believe that. That's massive. That's
1: crazy. They're saying that 178 plus thousand are male teenagers, and 209 plus thousand are female teenagers. Wow! And then they give uh, a reference to missing adults at 160 thousand. That was for 2020. Right. Uh, it says teenagers are the most common age group. For abduction, and which is twelve to eighteen years of age. Wow! They say that um, children under twelve um, get more news and headlines because of
0: uh, their yeah the age.
1: yeah the vulnerability of them. Right. Um, it adds that more than ninety nine percent of missing children return home alive. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Uh, less than one percent of missing children get abducted by strangers. Hmm. That's that's odd. Uh, sadly, only fifty—excuse me, fifty-seven percent of children abducted by strangers make it home alive.
0: Wow, that is a that sad number.
1: That's that sucks. It says one in six runaways are likely victims of child sex trafficking.
0: Wow, that's even that's right. a bad number too.
1: Uh, they add that the first three hours of an abduction are the most crucial uh, for finding the child.
0: Well, you know that's odd because for the longest time it used to be, oh, they got to be missing for twenty four hours before right. well. Obviously, laws
1: have changed. People have identified where we we as law enforcement or protectors yeah, fail. Yes, right. So uh, it, it's a good thing that children. Um, you know, are able – basically everybody at this point. Well, especially
0: uh, with a young child because, because they're missing doesn't necessarily mean they're abducted. Mm-hmm. They could have wandered off, fallen in a creek, uh, in a pool. Uh, right. Wandered off, fallen their pet mm-hmm. animal, their dog, or their cat, and they're just lost.
1: And here's some more statistics. Um, 71% of non-family abductions happen on their way to and from school. So it's either to a bus stop or if they're walking to school. Right. Right. Um, so that's that's something. Almost all children abducted by strangers are taken by men. That's something you didn't know. Right. All uh, abducted children often come from low income households.
0: That's really strange.
1: I don't know why, but Yeah. That's crazy. Hmm. More than 90% of abductions are committed by the parents. So, so parental
0: abduction type right. situations.
1: Three in every thousand children are abducted by a family member each year. How many? Three in every thousand children are abducted by a family member each year. Wow. That's crazy.
0: Well, in talking about the fam- familial abductions, who normally does that?
1: Um, almost always. It's either the mother or another family, excuse me, another female known to the family.
0: Wow. It's crazy. So it's isn't it? opposite of the strangers. Strangers right. is normally men. Right. And that's probably because they're perverts. Mm-hmm. And then the mothers are doing it because they want to probably care for the child or be in control. Right. The they child. lost
1: custody for some reason or another. Right. Yeah. Wow. And that puts everybody uh, everybody at risk at that point.
0: Yep. Now, just walking to the bus stop and coming from the bus stop is probably not the only way that these uh, abductors have access to kids, right?
1: No, it's it's obvious. Um it's on the Internet. It's crazy. That's um, where
0: they spend all their time.
1: Rock, right. Um, approximately one in seven use online receive a sexual solicitation or are approached over the Internet.
0: One in seven. Right. That's a scary number.
1: Well, hang on. I got more. All right. Four <laughs> percent uh, receive an aggressive sexual solicitation. A solicitor who asked to meet them somewhere, call them on a the telephone, or send them offline mail, money, or gifts.
0: Wow. And you think about it, you got six-year-olds, seven-year-olds nowadays that are carrying around cell phones.
1: Yeah. Jesus. Everybody is – us as society has destroyed our youth.
0: Right.
1: And and seriously, we've given them access to Internet. And Internet's the worst thing uh, for these young minds to ever happen because it opens them up to everything. Uh, 34% of these young folks had an unwanted – exposure of sexual material, which is either pictures of naked people or people having sex, and and 27% of these youths who encountered unwanted sexual material told a parent or a guardian if the encounter... Wait a
0: minute, wait a minute. 27%? Uh,
1: only 27.
0: So you've got 73% that didn't. Right. Holy crap.
1: Uh, if the encounter was defined as stressful, uh, these are episodes that made them feel uh, very or extremely upset or afraid, uh, the percentage, which is 42, jumps up um, to tell the parent or the guardian. So you still have over half these people that are exposed and stressed out or scared not reporting it to parents. Right. Uh, it's also adds that research indicates that one in five girls and one in 10 boys will be sexually victimized before adulthood.
0: Holy
1: Again, these, these are just stats that we've been reading off. Um, it's very scary.
0: Well, I think it goes back, you know, you made that mention earlier about the internet being the doorway to right. the kids. And it, it, it is, sadly. I mean, it's, it's probably, I mean, it's not like you can walk up to your front door and you turn a lock no. and you lock the door or you lock your windows or you turn on the alarm system. Um, kids are really smart.
1: And Nowadays it, they in are.
0: most cases, they're technologically technologically That's easy smarter than the parents, right. You know, so when you try to put in a fix to, you know, block them from access to something mm-hmm. or limit their online time, they find a way around it. But it's- and that, that alone, because... That's when a lot of these situations occur. Mm-hmm. And so they don't want to report it because, oh, I'm going to get in trouble because I wasn't supposed to be on the internet.
1: And obviously, none of us are raising our children to be perverts. And it's just basic curiosity for these young minds. And that's why right. they go out and they explore certain things, obviously. But the unfortunate part about it, there's predators out there that
0: take advantage will,
1: of it. They will, yes, they're trying to hurt our children.
0: Right. Because they're so, sick-minded individuals, unfortunately. But the, it, but even the sadder part about it is, is, our society as a whole is saying, "Well, that should okay. Mm-hmm. The, they should be able to explore what they and who they want to be." Right. Well, see, that's that's the problem. Though, it's okay for a five-year-old to make that decision, but they can't vote. Or they can't decide how late they can stay out. Or they can't decide what TV show they can watch. But it's okay to make that decision. Well, the
1: unfortunate part about it is, and and, and just by state statute, you're not allowed to consent to sexual activities unless you're 15 or older. Right. Why the hell are we giving five, six, seven-year-olds phones? And exposing them to all this and saying in your own mind as a parent that you're good with that. That's bullshit.
0: Right. Well, it falls back to the lack of parents being parents. And it's not so much that they don't want to be parents. It's they're beaten down for being parents.
1: Well, and it goes back to, if you remember when we were children, Mm -hmm. uh, mom was a stay home mom. Right. Nowadays, mom, dad, if God willing they're still together which is very rare right everybody's working to support their family yeah i mean you can't even afford groceries anymore for god's sake so this is they're beat down like you said they're working their asses off trying to provide ends meet they get home from working all day they got to mm-hmm. cook and you got this young person that's full of energy and wants to to do whatever so my they friends just, are doing it <laughs> so they just <laughs> stick a phone or a computer in their face to entertain them right. and not monitor what they're doing. Absolutely. And that's the unfortunate part about it.
0: Right. Life uh, sometimes uh, takes over.
1: Right. You know. So so the only thing I can say about um, missing children is this. If you know somebody that's missing, be mindful of it. Look for them. If you get an, a, an Amber Alert or anything like that, don't put on your blinders, man. Open your eyes.
0: Right. We need that's to find our kids, found. right? Yeah, we need to
1: raise these numbers. Now, obviously, runaways—they um, do for numerous reasons, and I'm not going to get into that. But the majority of them come home, right? Um, it's
0: children the abducted,
1: that, right? So yeah. those are the ones we got to be mindful of and, and help protect, right? As a society, we have that obligation.
0: Well, it takes a try.
1: Yes, it you does. You
0: <laughs> And and we got to start working together in that that frame of mind, right? Rather than you know, oh. What can I do?
1: Right. And to all you single parents out there or parents that are busting your ass to, to support your children and, and make ends meet, take a peek. Grab the damn phone. Grab the laptop. Check it out, man. Mm-hmm. And if uh, you can put parental blocks on it, by all means, do that. Right. But be mindful where your children are. And what I mean by that is mentally on the Internet and stuff like that.
0: Well, yeah, it's better off that your child be mad at you for a little bit and they'd be gone for a long time.
1: Right. I'll give you a perfect example. Um, Doing an investigation, I had to go to a high school and take a kid's phone. It had evidence on it from a shooting.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I get the kid, bring him into the office, and this is a grown young man. Is it 16 or 17? I can't remember. Dude, he had a total, complete meltdown come apart.
0: Because you took his phone.
1: I took his phone. And that is his livelihood. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was just totally blown away about the effects that the Internet or social media has on these children. Right. It's, it's horrible. It's
0: their existence. Yes. It, it's how they communicate. I mean, how often do you walk around, or you're, you're, you're at some place, and you see these people doing their Snapchat photos. You know, every 10 seconds they're doing a new photo. It's mm-hmm. always the same thing, you know, head tilted, angled phone. But it's sad that that is what our children exist on.
1: Well, you know what? It's not only children anymore, dude. It's everybody.
0: Yeah, true. It it, tr- it truly
1: is everybody. But the difference is, as adults, we can do whatever the hell we want to. We can look at whatever we want to. Right. But we don't have the right to prey on children, and our us as parents um, need to be aware of what our children are looking at. Absolutely. So, just be mindful of that.
0: Those are some really unbelievable numbers. And uh let's uh go ahead and move on. We're gonna catch up on our line of duty deaths. Um, Sadly, there are quite a few to cover this this time, and we're going to start with Deputy Sheriff Katie Leasing. She's from the St. Croix County Sheriff's Office in Wisconsin, and her end of watch was May 6, 2023. Deputy Sheriff Katie Leasing was shot and killed while investigating a single vehicle crash involving a drunk driver near the intersection of Route 128 and County Road G south of Glenwood City. She had been speaking with the driver for approximately eight minutes and requested that he consent to field sobriety tests. The man suddenly produced a handgun and opened fire on deputy leasing. Despite being mortally wounded, she returned fire but did not strike the subject. The man ran into nearby woods where he committed suicide. Approximately one hour later, other deputies spotted him. Deputy Leasing had served for the St. Croix County Sheriff's Office for one year and previously served for the Pennington County Sheriff's Office. She was only 29 years of age. Our next fallen officer is Police Officer Robert Schistler of the Deptford Township Police Department in New Jersey. His end of watch was May 7, 2023. Police Officer Bobby Schistler succumbed to complications of a gunshot wound sustained on March 10, 2023, while struggling with a suspect following a foot pursuit. He had conducted a subject stop on the man on delsey Drive. The man fled on foot during the encounter, and Officer Schistler chased him to Doman Avenue, where a struggle ensued between the two. The man produced a handgun and shot Officer Schistler in the leg. Despite being wounded, Officer Schistler returned fire and killed the subject. Officer Schistler was taken to University of Pennsylvania Hospital, where he underwent multiple surgeries. He succumbed to complications of the gunshot wound on May 7, 2023, without having ever been released from the hospital. Officer Schistler had served with the Deptford Township Police Department for four years. His father and brother also serve in law enforcement. He was only 27 years of age. Fallen officers, Detective Jacob Bowe of the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office, Tennessee. His end of watch was May 7, 2023. Detective Jacob Bowe was killed in a vehicle crash on Armstrong Valley Road in Murfreesboro. Detective Bowe was a United States Marine Corps veteran and served with Rutherford County Sheriff's Office for six years, assigned to the Narcotics Division for one year. He was only 31 years of age. Mm -hmm. The next fallen officer is police officer Ariana Preston of the Chicago Police Department in Illinois. Her end of watch was May 6, 2023. Police Officer Preston was shot and killed during an attempted robbery at 8157 South Blackstone Avenue in Chicago at 1.40 a.m. She had finished her shift and was returning home when armed subjects confronted her, attempting to rob her. She was able to draw her weapon and exchange shots with multiple subjects before being mortally wounded. The subject stole her gun and fled the scene. An officer who was responding to a nearby crash discovered Officer Preston on the ground. The officer rendered aid and transported her to a local hospital in a patrol car. Five suspects, including one juvenile, were arrested the following day. Four of the subjects were charged with first-degree murder, armed robbery, arson, burglary, and possession of a stolen motor vehicle. Officer Preston had served with the Chicago Police Department for two and a half years and was assigned to the 5th District. She was survived by her mother, father, and twin siblings. She was only 24 years of age.
1: Well, wow, she young
0: really young. That's a shame. The next fallen officer is Port Police Officer Kimberly Sickafoose from the Alabama Port Authority Police in Alabama. Her end of watch was May 11, 2023. Port Police Officer Kimberly Sickafoose drowned after her patrol car drove into the Mobile River in the area of 900 Alabama State Docks Boulevard while she was on patrol at about two forty a.m. The truck sank in approximately 40 feet of water. Officer Sikafoos' body was recovered at about 8 a.m. Officer Sikafoos had served with the Alabama Port Authority Police Department for seven years and had previously served as the police chief of the Silver Hill Police Department. The next fallen officer is Sergeant Joshua Lee Klaus of the Cameron Police Department in Texas. His end of watch was May 11, 2023. Sergeant Klaus was shot and killed by a subject in the 500 block of East 7th Street as he and other officers executed a search warrant. The subject inside the home was wanted for shooting his wife during a domestic violence incident earlier in the night. The wounded woman was able to walk to a neighbor's home and call the police. Responding officers secured the subject's residence and obtained a search warrant to take him into custody. As officers with the Cameron Police Department and several neighboring agencies attempted to execute the warrant, the man opened fire, fatally wounding Sergeant Klaus. Other officers returned fire and killed the subject. Sergeant Klaus was a U.S. Army veteran and previously served with the Milam County Sheriff's Department. He is survived by his wife and two children. He was 39 years of age. Next is Deputy Sheriff Brett Harris of the Riverside County Sheriff's Department in California. His end of watch was May 13, 2023. Deputy Sheriff Harris succumbed to injuries sustained in a vehicle accident at the intersection of West Esplanade Avenue and South State Street in San Jacinto at 2.15 a.m. Deputy Harris was driving west on Esplanade Avenue, responding to a call for service when his patrol SUV collided with another vehicle traveling north on South State Street. His vehicle was struck on the driver's side and then left the roadway and hit a light pole. Another deputy was injured while trying to help free Deputy Harris from the vehicle. He was transported to a local hospital where he was kept on life support until his organs were donated. Deputy Harris was assigned to the Hemet Station is survived by his wife, parents, twin sister, and brother. He was only 26 years of age. Next so we have Sergeant Michael Kunavik of the St. Johns County Sheriff's Office in Florida. His end of the watch was May 19, 2023. Sergeant Kunovic suffered a fatal heart attack following a violent struggle with a man in the 2500 block of State Road 16 in St. Augustine. The man was sitting in the dark outside of a closed business when Sergeant Kunovic approached him at about 9 p.m. When Sergeant Kunovic attempted to pat the man down for weapons, the subject attempted to flee. Sergeant Kunovic and other deputies struggled with the subject for about six minutes, during which the man attempted to disarm him of his taser. After the man was placed in handcuffs, he was able to access a pocket knife, which had to be forcibly removed from his hands. Sergeant Kunovic collapsed moments after the man was put in custody. The man was charged with resisting with violence and felony murder. Sergeant Kunovic has served with St. John's County Sheriff's Office for 25 years. Finally, we have Deputy Sheriff Caleb Conley of the Scott County Sheriff's Office in Kentucky. His end of watch was May 22, 2023. Deputy Sheriff Caleb Conley was shot and killed while conducting a traffic stop near mile marker 127 on southbound I-75 in Georgetown at about 4.45 p.m. The subject fled the scene but was arrested a short time later. He has been charged with the murder of a police officer, possession of a handgun by a convicted felon, burglary, theft of an automobile, wanton endangerment, and fleeing evading police. Deputy Connolly was a U.S. Army veteran and had served with the Scott County Sheriff's Office for four years. He is survived by his wife, children, and parents. He was only 35 years of age. Let's have a moment of silence for their sacrifice. Thank you. Their sacrifice will never be forgotten.
1: All right. So, you know, unfortunately, we go through this um, where we lose a lot of officers. But um, sometimes every once in a while, um, the community comes together to help law enforcement. Right. And then I'll give you the perfect example. In Santa Ana, California, three good Samaritans heroically jumped in to help save a California Highway Patrol motorcycle officer while he was being assaulted uh, by a violent suspect last week. Wow. Um, the officer had responded to uh, calls where a, individuals are trying to rip down street signs.
0: Right.
1: Um, when he gets to this guy, um, he was only going to issue him a warning, um, and but for no reason, the guy just started attacking this officer. And uh, during the struggle, the um, the violent suspect was able to get control. Of the officer on the ground, placing his forearm into the neck, mm-hmm. um, and three Samaritans jumped in uh, to help save the officer.
0: That's awesome.
1: The uh, the one off or Samaritan had made comment that he knew that the officer needed help, and that he feared that the suspect was going to go ahead and disarm him and possibly kill him and others around there. And uh, he felt that he felt he said that he felt obligated to help, and I, I think that's awesome. There were two other. Uh, individuals that helped save the officer. You saw the video, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I saw the video of it and it was amazing. You saw the first guy run up there and uh, he actually, when he first ran up there, he punched the guy in the ribs Mm -hmm. and uh, the guy didn't flinch. So then he grabbed a hold of the guy by the head and was trying to pull him away from the officers. The officer was trying to push him away. And then the other two guys come come up and between all of them, they were able to eventually get control of this guy. But it's very highly likely had they not intervened that that officer could have been seriously injured or even killed.
1: Uh, the one, the one Samaritan had made comment that when asked why he got involved, uh, he said um, it was obvious that the officer was losing, and he would have done that for anybody. And the key word that he, what I thought was kind of cool, he said, "We're all human beings." Right. None of us are superheroes.
0: Right, That's awesome.
1: And then uh, when all three of them were asked if they felt that this was a heroic act, they all go, no, we were just doing what anybody, we hope what anybody would do.
0: Right. Well, sadly, not everybody would do that. No. So we want to give a shout out to those three individuals for stepping up.
1: Not videoing it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Instead, helping the officer and uh, very likely saving someone's life. So thank you very much. Right, well, that was some good news. Well, it's time, as always, we close out the show. We got to end on a light note, so we got some funny stuff for you. You got it, Matt?
1: Oh yeah, we got more fucked up headlines, dude. All right, run. So, World Bank says poor need more money.
0: I'm one of those. Pick me, pick me.
1: (laughs) Students cook and serve grandparents
0: to who i wonder who's eating grandma and grandpa that's right i wonder if they use what seasoning they use they tend to be a little tough
1: here sporting news tiger goes limp (laughs) pulls out after nine
0: hoes (laughs) wow that's that's a tough one sorry about that tiger
1: great northern jerk-off celebration 20th anniversary with 38 entries (laughs) <laughs> That's what it says, dude. Great Northern jerk off celebrates twentieth anniversary with thirty eight entries. Okay.
0: That's a lot of jerk off. <laughs> it is. I don't oh want to clean up that mess.
1: Man humped to death by pet camel.
0: <laughs> he was fucked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is fucked up. But this is the headline. It says dead teenager remembered for great hand jobs. <laughs> oh boy!
0: Wow. What a thing whoever, to be remembered for.
1: Whoever fucking wrote this should be punched in the mouth. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> this one's awesome. This is actually good news.
0: Okay, good news. We because can use some if it news. would
1: been anything else, I would be scared. Right. 17 remain dead in morgue after spree. Shooting spree, my bad. <laughs> 17 remain dead in morgue after shooting spree.
0: Well, I'm glad they're not alive. Well, you can't shoot them and bring them back. <laughs> now, were they shot in the morgue or were they brought there afterwards?
1: All I'm doing is reading the headlines, mister.
0: All right. We're going <laughs> to dig into that one.
1: Arizona Psychic, hit by car, says he never saw it coming.
0: <laughs> oh, he's a good one.
1: <laughs> he sucks. one
0: sucky psychic
1: <laughs> condom truck tips spills load. <laughs> Holy shit, <dude>. Wow. <laughs> and that's going to end it today. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, that's a good one to end it on.
1: Wow. Just remember don't tip your condom truck. <laughs>
0: that's it.
1: And you can't bring back dead by shooting them.
0: By shooting them. What All the right. Fuck? All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. And again, as always, if you have any suggestions or ideas, You can contact us uh, at our email at 1086108podcast at gmail.com. Y'all have a good week, and we'll see you next time right here on the 1086108podcast.